It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, Locked On Cardinals fans. It is Friday, April the 8th of 2022. Welcome into the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day. Well, that was a pretty good opening day win for the St. Louis Cardinals as they beat the Pittsburgh Pirates 9-0 on opening day. And a statement was made by the St. Louis Cardinals. Before we get too deep into the show, do want to just say a disclaimer here. Uh, not recording on my regular podcast microphone and recording on just kind of a makeshift headphone microphone set. Uh, I am in Wichita, for those of you who uh, forgot or don't know, officiating a NURSA National Championship Basketball Series. Very excited for this opportunity. Very sad that I had to miss the live edition of opening day, but did get caught up on all the reports that I needed to know as well as watch a replay of the game. And we have a ton, and I mean a ton, to talk about. So apologies if the quality is not of the highest regard. Doing the best we can here to still bring you Cardinals coverage five days a week. Cardinals do have an off day today on this Friday. So we're talking opening day today. I mean, that was about as good as an opening day as you can ask for. From the St. Louis Cardinals perspective, once again, 9 nothing. We're going to talk about a lot of different aspects. It was an emotional day as Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, and Adam Wainwright are introduced. Tears were in the eyes, I'm sure, of many, many, many Cardinals fans. And I'll be honest, I got a little emotional too, even just watching the replay. I got extremely emotional watching three of my favorite all-time Cardinals get recognized once again. As they go for their 12th, uh, the, the franchise's 12th World Series title here in 2022. But what I really want to start with in terms of making a statement, because there were a lot of statements made today. And it, again, a disclaimer just to start. I understand. The Cardinals played the Pittsburgh Pirates. JT Brubaker is not necessarily a normal opening day starter. They scored four runs off of him in three innings. And then they scored uh, four runs and just one inning of work off of uh, the last pitcher, Aaron Fletcher. So I understand it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. But you have to acknowledge that that was a wildly successful, wildly successful opening day. A statement was made, and that statement is that the Cardinals are ready to compete in the National League Central. Nolan Arenado talked about it at the end of the game, or after the game, excuse me, that this offense is better than what they're given credit for. And after one game, again, there's 161 games to go, so a long season ahead of us. I understand that. But even after one game, you can see what he's saying. Uh, you, you have a lot to like in terms of what you're seeing from this Cardinal offense. And, you know, you look around the division, the Reds picked up an opening day win 6-3. to three. The Cubs picked up an opening day win 5-4 to four over the Milwaukee Brewers. So the Cardinals, when you look at the standings, which I know everybody wants to look at the standings after one day of the season, the Cardinals sit at 1-0. and you got to feel pretty good. You know, um, the the Cubs were able, like I said, sneak out a win, as well as the Reds. So th- three teams at one and zero. Cardinals on pace to win one sixty two, and you can't complain too much when you're on pace to win one sixty two. But I talk about statements. Statements being made. A statement was made on this opening day. A statement. A couple statements. Right. The the, the first statement I want I want to start with, in my opinion, that was made was by this Cardinal outfield. 
I mean, holy cow, is this Cardinal outfield electric or what? Dylan Carlson goes one for three. The one hit was a little bloop double. I get that. Scored two runs. Had an RBI. Tyler O'Neill had a monster, and I mean a monster opening day, going two for three, driving in five of the nine runs, scored a run on the home run that he hit, a monster home run down the left field line. And then you've got Harrison Bader, who goes two for four with an incredible sliding catch, as well as two runs scored for Bader. One of those hits that he had on the day was a double. That That's a really, really good, good opening day for that outfield. And this outfield... I've talked about this a lot, and I will continue to talk about it until people start, not, not that no one's listening, but I will continue to talk about it until breaths end, about how freaking good this outfield is. This outfield can make plays day in and day out. They are a five-tool outfield, each and every single one of them. They can all affect the game by hitting for average, hitting for power, running, Fielding and throwing. You don't have a lot of players that are five-tool players, let alone you don't have a lot of teams that have three five-tool players in their outfield. And the Cardinals do. My bold prediction to start this year was that the Cardinals, by season's end, would have the best outfield in baseball. And boy, oh boy, did they start the season off right with their strong performance today. And once again, disclaimer, I understand the fact that it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I understand that there is 161 games to go. But even when one of these players has an off day, you still have two other outfielders that are pretty darn good to back them up. Not a lot of teams in the National League Central, in the National League, in the major leagues, have the outfield potential that the St. Louis Cardinals have. This outfield is incredibly good, and to the point of the offense, I'll get a little bit more on the offense in segments uh, two and three, but holy cow, was this offense deep today. Four-run, eighth inning. You had your ninth-place hitter hit a home run. Nolan Arnato also hit one out. It was fun to watch, but a lot of statements were made. I'll get to those statements coming up here in segments two and three, like I talked about. Talk about the offense as well as talk about Adam Wainwright, as he was phenomenal on opening day. Also got to see a Cardinal debut in Whitgren. But to, to start opening day like the Cardinals did, yes, it's against the Pirates. I get that. But to start the way they did, especially the outfield. I mean, the outfield was phenomenal. There's no other way around it. I am thrilled. I am excited. I am pumped up for what this outfield can do this year. Yeah, O'Neill had a slow spring, and yes, this is one game. But if this is even a slight, 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 slight inclination as to what can come, this is a great sign for the St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, there were some not-so-good signs as well. Molina went 0 for 4, Pujols went 0 for 5, DeYoung went 0 for 3. I get that. One game. Take the positives with the negatives. Try not to get the emotions, get the best of me here. But I just am so excited, and I have been all spring, as to what these outfielders can give the St. Louis Cardinals. You have dynamic playmaking ability at all three spots, plain and simple, no questions asked. It is just remarkable to me the talent the Cardinals have in this outfield. And I don't think a lot of people recognize that. Outside of you know maybe Cardinal Twitter, Cardinal fan base, Cardinal Nation as they call it. I don't think a lot of people realize what the Cardinals have in their outfield. And they're going to figure it out real quick 
especially, like I mentioned, if opening day 2022 is any inclination as to what the Cardinals do have in the outfield. And if it's any inclination as to what they have in the rest of their offense, there's also a lot to like in this Cardinal offense. Talk about the Cardinal offense coming up here in segment to the rest of the offense as to what they can bring to the table. And then I'll start the transition as well to talk about Wainwright, Yachty, and Albert uh, as their opening day was just phenomenal to see. But once again, statement was made by a lot of players. Talk about those as I just mentioned coming up here in just a moment. Especially a statement was made by the Cardinal outfield. So talk about all that more coming up here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar in the business, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar is incredible. They are 100% covered in real chocolate, but still incredibly healthy. You can replace your candy bars with Built Bars and get nutritional upgrade. All Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate, including their Puffs. And Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow that are fluffy, marshmallow, and a fan favorite with some incredible flavors such as yummy cinnamony churro coconut marshmallow banana cream pie mm, so so good so go to built.com scroll down to the macro chart you will be impressed with these low calorie high protein bars because most built bars contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to your average candy bar which is usually 240 calories 30 grams of sugar dozens of net carbs you've got the Nutritional upgrade as well as the wonderful flavors to choose from like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and so much more. White chocolate was a limited time flavor recently. Built.com has limited time flavors frequently. So check out Built.com today and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Once again, they're incredibly healthy, they're incredibly tasty, and this is what you can use to use money. Or to, excuse me, to save money, that is Locked15 for 15% off at Built.com. It wasn't just the Cardinal outfield that was making some noise and making some statements on opening day of April 7th, 2022. It was the entire offense, not just the outfield. As I mentioned, Nolan Arenado with a home run in the eighth inning. Back-to-back home openers for Nolan Arenado with a home run. I think he can hit outside of Coors. I think we have determined that, that he is not just a Coors field hitter. You also had Paul Goldschmidt have a phenomenal day. He went one for one, scored two runs, and walked four times. The eye of an eagle, that man. Paul Goldschmidt was incredible today. And even your ninth place hitter, Tommy Eben, goes one for four with a home run in that bottom of the eighth inning. The Cardinals, even on opening day, already got a taste of the new outfield, or excuse me, the new umpire um, microphones that they're using to explain what is happening on replay. So that's a huge plus. I, I love that for the game as an official myself. I mentioned I'm in Wichita this weekend, uh, officiating some basketball, but I'm also a baseball umpire at the high school level and collegiate level. It's great for the game for the, at the major league level. The, the, the Cardinals just had really, and uh, not not a perfect opening day because there's no such thing as a perfect baseball game in my opinion. But you you just had a a very well scripted opening day. You couldn't script it much better. You could have had maybe Paul DeYoung get a hit. You might want to see Yachty get a hit. You might want to see Pujols get a hit because combined they went um, over twelve. 
Pujols was 0 for 5, DeYoung was 0 for 3, Molina was 0 for 4. Definitely not ideal, but you've got production from the bottom of the lineup with Tommy Edmond. And as I mentioned at the top, Nolan Arenado commenting that this team, the offensive level, is a lot deeper than what they're given credit for, at least in his estimation. And again, trying not to get too high. I know I've been pretty positive so far, but trying not to get too high after just one game because it is, as baseball fans are well aware of, it is a marathon to get to the finish line. Because the Cardinals still have 161 games remaining after today. 1-0 is a nice start. There are some incredible things to see. Uh, There there were some incredible things to see and take take part of here in this opening day, but long ways to go, right, obviously. But this offense, I think, has the potential to be pretty deadly, to be pretty lethal. And I do agree with Nolan Arenado that they are a little bit longer, a little bit better than what they're given credit for overall. So that's enough about the offense. That's not enough. Not that I've talked about too much. But for those longtime listeners of the show, or even short-time listeners, I'm sure you guys are well aware that I love about what I love talking about pitching. I especially love talking about Cardinal pitching, and I especially love talking about Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright was just downright phenomenal once again on opening day. What did I say on yesterday's show? What did I say? I said that I've learned to not bet against Adam Wainwright. And I have learned not to, uh, to, to most of the time, not bet against Adam Wainwright. And I have learned to almost never bet against him at home. So if you bet against Adam Wainwright on yesterday's start, that's on you. Six innings, five hits, no runs, no walks, six punch outs, and an opening day victory. That, that, that is the definition of what you need on opening day, especially with the shortened spring training. Didn't know how deep it was going to go. Yeah, he only threw uh, 81 pitches, 53 of those for strikes. So you would, would expect on, an, on a you know a little bit later in the season, he would be able to go seven or eight innings instead of just the six he threw today. But 81 pitches on opening day, efficient, like I mentioned, 53 of those being strikes. Turn it over to the bullpen, who was phenomenal. Uh, Whitgren makes his Cardinal debut in ending a hit. He threw seven pitches on the day. Hennessy Cabrera was a little little wild. Uh, he walked two. He did strike out two through 22 pitches, just 11 of those for strikes. Uh, John Denton reporting that Cabrera couldn't get a really good feel for the ball as it was a little bit chilly there in that uh, eighth inning when he was on the mound. Rain a little bit as well. But then Ryan Helsley with a perfect top half of the ninth, striking out one, throwing 11 pitches. Nine of them for strikes, uh, as struck out one, as I just mentioned, and he was pretty, pretty filthy um, from my, my estimation on what I watched post-game. Adam Wainwright proving, and again, 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 one start, but Adam Wainwright showing that he still has the capability of getting out and getting out at a high level. Was it the Pirates? Yes. Is it one start out of hopefully 30 to 33? Yes. But again, it just goes to show the type of pitcher, the type of dominance that Adam Wainwright can bestow upon a major league ball club. Anything longer than five innings on opening day, in my opinion, is an absolute success from a starting pitching standpoint. Especially this opening day when you had a shortened spring training, you have the rosters expanded for that purpose to help out the pitching staff as a whole across every single major league team. You're able to get more than five innings. That That's a huge success. Adam Wainwright straight up did his job. And it is just, it's it's almost unfathomable, but it 
border at minimum is fascinating to see how Adam Wainwright is still able to get out in 2022. He is still able not only to get out, but to get strikeouts. He is 40 years old, ladies and gentlemen. Getting out at a high level. Six strikeouts in six innings is pretty darn efficient. Pretty darn impressive. Curveball works. He got a couple strikeouts up in the zone. I think that's a big X factor for Wainwright if he's able to get outs up in the zone. Because I think people are going to sit curveball a lot with Adam Wainwright. And if he's able to mix in a couple of non-curveball strikeouts here and there, that's going to make him just that more effective if he's able to get those punch outs up in the zone. Doesn't always have to go on the curveball in the dirt. Because eventually, people are going to lay it off it or hit hit the hangers, which, we, which we've seen in the years past. But Adam Wainwright was able to get outs up in the zone in addition to dropping that curve in every once in a while because that's what Adam Wainwright is known for. Dropping in the curveball. The bullpen behind him, yeah, they didn't have a lot of stress. You know, um, after even just after Wainwright left, it was 5 nothing St. Louis. Ended up being 9 nothing a Redbird winner, as John Rooney likes to say. So this bullpen was shut down good. Only three base runners in those final three innings. One hit, two walks. Cardinals played a clean game on defense, as you expect, from the St. Louis Cardinals. Statements galore on this opening day. Talked about the outfield. Talked about the offense. Talked about Adam Wainwright. And now the bullpen. Yeah, you didn't see Gallegos. Didn't need to see Gallegos. Gallegos. It was 9-0. You thought you might have seen Palante. He was warming up a couple different times today. Thought you might have seen him in the ninth instead of using a high-leverage guy like Helsley. Because I think, at minimum, maybe not Whitgren to start. You might have to earn that this, this title. But I think both Henesis Cabrera and Ryan Helsley can be high-leverage bullpen guys. I, I really do believe that. I mean, they, they both have the stuff for it, especially Cabrera. We, we've seen the the electric stuff that Cabrera can bring to the table. And again, as I mentioned, th- this opening day went about as well as you can script an opening day. The pageantry before. The game, I mean, the, the car... Excuse me. The Cardinals scored a run in the first inning. He had a single by Tyler O'Neill, And then at the bottom of the second, very next inning, Tyler O'Neill cranks a home run to left field. A couple innings go by. Wainwright's dealing. Good defense behind him. Dylan Carlson gets a sacrifice fly. A couple more innings go by. The bullpen gets involved. Tommy Edmond rips a home run on the left field line. O'Neill gets another real big on a sacrifice fly in the eighth. And then Nolan Arenado with a bomb to left for his second consecutive home opener home run. This one happened to be on the opening day of the season. But again, you could not have scripted this opening day any better for the St. Louis Cardinals. Or not not much better. I'll say that. Um, so so now the Cardinals have an off day today. Which is, it's, it's bizarre to me that the Cardinals have an off day on Friday. The reason it's there is, be, is the, the expectation or the um, preparedness of possible rain or cold weather on Friday. Thursday. Uh, that, that's why games were postponed yesterday um, for both the Mariners and Twins um, and the Red Sox at Yankees. That's why they, they have this built-in off day. But still, Cardinals have an off day Friday, and then the rest of the series against Pittsburgh, one fifteen on Saturday, one fifteen on Sunday, one fifteen again on Monday. And as I talked about yesterday, intrigue. 
the rest of the way. So um, to start segment number three, I'll talk about a little bit about Albert and Poo, uh, Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Adam Wainwright. Give my final thoughts on those introductions and what the, what they mean to this ball club, and then I'll talk about how the Cardinals can remain successful uh, going forward here uh, to to close out this opening day weekend opening weekend series uh, coming up here in just a moment. But first. I want to tell you guys about betonline.net and how it is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcast, and reviews for all of the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sport wagering information, including lim- excuse me, including live betting, esports, and scores. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Baseball season is, season is underway officially, so you can head to bet online for all of your futures needs. And regardless of what sport you're wanting to bet, live betting, esports, whatever, bet online is where the game starts. So we don't know whether or not this is Adam Wainwright's last year. They're marketing it as a last dance. The Cardinals are as well as others. And I've even mistakenly said in the last two weeks since Albert Pujols has been re-signed that this is the last dance, final run for Adam Wainwright. But Wainwright has been clear that he has not said that he's retiring. Regardless, he might not have said that, but Albert Pujols has said that. Yadier Molina has said that. The idea Molina has accepted a manager's position for RD after he retired in Venezuela, I believe. Uh, could be wrong on that. My apologies if I am. But regardless, even if it isn't Wainwright's last year, Rick Horton said on MLB Network Radio today that he is encouraging Wainwright to pitch until he's 50. And he said that yesterday, excuse me, on Thursday, uh, which I think is kind of funny. This was the last opening day of all three. Yeah, you might see Albert. Or excuse me, you might see Molina in a coaching role very soon with the St. Louis Cardinals. I would not put that out of the realm of possibility. But I, I, it, it was just so moving, so emotional, so special to see these three gentlemen be honored the way they were. It was a packed house at Bush Stadium. Just an absolute wonderful sight, even though it was a little chilly. Little rainy throughout the rest of the day. A packed house. It was a sellout crowd of 46,256 um, people came to see it. First pitch was delayed by nine minutes to 324. Three-hour, eight-minute game. But to see those five, or excuse me, to see those three borderline to guarantee Hall of Famers, depending on which player you're talking about, to see them honor the way they were, to see the ovation they received. I mean, Pujols was even receiving an ovation in batting practice before the game started. That tells you all you need to know about Mr. Pujols. But I was just so glad that they were able to get honored this way. And even, like I said, even if there's a chance Wainwright does come back next year, which I don't personally think there is, my gut feeling is that he is retiring at the end of this year. It was just phenomenal to see them be honored the way they were. So uh, let me know what you think. Let me know in the YouTube comment section below um, your thoughts on Albert, Yachty, and Wainwright. Um, I I doubt we see Wainwright start the rest of this series um, as we kind of transition into the closing thoughts on this show about what the Cardinals can do to remain successful to close out this series with an off day today on Friday. Cardinals facing right-hander Mitch Keller um, uh, tomorrow 
on Saturday against Miles Michaelis. And then on Sunday, as I mentioned yesterday, uh, Bry Wilson getting the ball for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is a right-hander. And then on Monday, another 115 start, uh, Zach Thompson, the right-hander, uh, will go again for the Pirates. So with those three righties, I doubt we see Wayne, or excuse me, that we see Pujols in the starting capacity for the rest of this weekend. But but in my opinion, the, the success would would be not letting letting up because I feel like the, the theme the last couple of seasons for the St. Louis Cardinals offensively is that after a big day like the Cardinals just had yesterday, they almost immediately regress. You 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 see them score you know zero to three runs the next day. You, you don't see a consistency. Consistency has been a point of emphasis, in my opinion, on a lot of different guys in the Cardinal lineup over the last handful of years, including this year. But over the last couple of years, you, you, we, we've been trying to, to preach, or the Cardinals have been trying to preach, to Tyler O'Neill, remain consistent. Harrison Bader, get consistent. They, they, they've done that, at least for the time being, right? And now it's Paul DeYoung, get consistent numbers. That's your goal for the season. Not go in just random sporadic spurts, but get consistent for 162 or at least longer than just a two-week stretch, right? So that, that to me is what a successful rest of the opening weekend series looks like. The Cardinals are able to remain consistent. And that doesn't mean scoring 9 to 12 runs a game. That means not getting shut out tomorrow or not getting shut out the next couple of days. That means... Still being aggressive, still hitting the ball hard, still finding a way to score runs to win. Because I don't know if anybody knows this. this. This could be a secret. But the team that scores more runs wins games. So a successful series, it might look like a split. It might look like 3-1. to one. It does not look like losing 3-1. If the Cardinals lose the next three games, even if they do score 12 runs a game, that is a failure of a series. I don't think that that's a shock. But minimum... Without looking at wins and losses, because sometimes if you get so caught up in wins and losses, you lose sight of whether the team's actually improving or what they're what they're actually doing on the baseball field. Without looking at wins and losses, if I pick a different way to measure success this weekend, it would be to continue scoring runs. Yes, I understand these games might not at least uh, perceptually mean as much as games in um, August and September, but at the end of the day, end of the day. If the Cardinals lose the playoff spot by one game, that could be the game you know that they lost, that they didn't try as hard um, this weekend, right? So keep the pedal to the metal, keep the offensive approach the same. Continue to not let up. Continue to put runs on the board, and let your pitchers pitch with ease. Again, that is that does not mean the Cardinals have to score nine runs the next three games for this series to be successful. It might mean four to five runs. It might mean uh, seven to eight runs. It just means don't fall off completely off the table tomorrow's game and score zero to zero to one runs, zero to two runs, whatever it might be. I'm excited because, as I mentioned on yesterday's show, if you missed it, there is intrigue which eat with each of the remaining starts for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tomorrow, you got Michaelis on the hill. Is he going to return to 2019 form or not? Sunday, you've got a Cardinal debut in Steven Matz. Monday, you've got Dakota Hudson, who, while he did pitch a little bit late last year, is returning from injury, and it's intriguing to see what he's going to get. And even you go to Tuesday when the Cardinals play the Kansas City Royals at 645 first pitch, you've got Jordan Hicks on the bump. That's intrigue because you don't know what you're going to get from Jordan Hicks because he was named the fifth starter in kind of a surprising fashion, right? Successful series the rest of the way, if I had to pick a different measuring tool than wins and losses, is that the offense remains consistent. 
This team made a statement on opening day. The outfield made a statement that they are one of the best outfields in all of baseball. The offense made a statement that they are deeper than people realize. Nolan Arenado talking about that specifically. Adam Wainwright made a statement that he is capable of being the ace of a staff. Bullpen made a statement they can make a run a lead stick. I get that it was against the Pittsburgh Pirates. I get that it's one out of 162. But it was a statement by the St. Louis Cardinals. It would have been very difficult to script an opening day much better than the way the Cardinals played on opening day. Let me know your thoughts. Tweet me at LJ Fastball. Tweet the show or Instagram. DM the show at LO underscore Cardinals. Or comment on the YouTube section for those of you watching on YouTube. Getting really close to 900 subscribers. So if you have not yet, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell to be notified when my videos go live. That's going to do it for today's show. Be back with a recap of the series on Monday before the Cardinals uh, play um, the Pittsburgh Pirates on Monday and then a series starts against Kansas City on Tuesday. Uh, so have a safe weekend, everybody. Uh, thank you for the understanding of for today's show being kind of awkward and hodgepodge as I am again, once again, in Wichita. But until I talk to you guys on Monday, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.